by my festering turd of a record. Hello, Natalie. Hello, David. I mean, sir. Shit, I can't believe I've just said that. <laughs> and I've gone and said shit. Twice. Ready in the flashes of flashes. Oh, God, it's half the book. Oh, no. Just, just leave them. Please, they're not important. All I want for Christmas is you. And he's got a big knob. Hello, ho, ho, and welcome to my... <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't even keep Sorry, a straight face. That, that was terrible. <laughs> I did, that was just, that was improv. <laughs> That was awful. <laughs> oh, sorry, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to My First Time, the podcast that debates, disputes, and discusses pop culture classics. Each episode, someone on our panel takes on the role of the first-timer, the person who's correcting a gap in their pop culture knowledge. Will they see what the fuss is or just be left wondering, what the hell was that? My name is Dan, and I'm joined each and every week by Eden. Hello! Aiden. Catchphrase. And this week, we are getting very Christmassy with a menagerie of stories that make up Love Actually. As voted by you, the listener, in a, in a series of polls that got uh, very close. It was a one-vote winner again. We had one-vote winner the week or the episode before with Singing in the Rain. And this was a one-vote outcome over Gremlins for Who Love can I Actually, blame this which... Time? Who, who can I get angry at? Who, who lots was that of people, one vote? Lots of people. Uh, I believe you and I have seen Love Actually before yeah, this. Yeah, I've seen it a few times. Yeah, me too. Aiden, you are the first timer. Why have you avoided this uh, iconic Christmas movie? I have a lifelong policy to avoid, fume, uh, avoid films with the inferior Grant that is Hugh Grant. Yeah, I, I have encountered your loathing of Hugh Grant. Tell me why you loathe Hugh Grant. Well, um, similar to uh, Dr. Cox in Scrubs, how he hates um, Wolverine, a.k.a. what's his name? Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. <laughs> I cannot stand Hugh Grant. He is constantly looking like he's just wet and damp like just like just, um, um, like you remind me of a wet day and there's not a single film he's ever done that's not a romantic film like he's, he's never done one he's never done anything outside of that and i didn't say romantic comedy because the man's not funny he it's was just... in a guy richie gangster film most recently very recently i saw that proving you wrong i thought it was a pretty good movie what's the name of the film the uh, gentleman very good <laughs> Mm, never heard of it. I love, I love, I love showing up, Aiden, this early in a podcast. <laughs> Two minutes in and already dinging the bell. <laughs> but, I can't but, stand him. I, let's, let's all just briefly consider Hugh. Uh, I like Hugh. I think he's, I think he's quite charming. I think his rom-coms are some of the better rom-coms of the last 15, 20 years. And yeah, he's got a shtick. There's no hmm. doubt he's got a shtick, but it's an enjoyable everyman sort of shtick. Yeah. What do you I, think, Eden? No. I, I feel like I everyman. also hated Hugh 
when I was in like high school and maybe mm-hmm. just out of high school. But, but your taste matured. My taste matured, mm. and I there found like found myself maybe with more girls who also really liked Hugh Grant and Hugh Grant films. So then it just sort of you know, I, I grew to like him. What's your top Hugh Grant film? Oh. About a Boy, I think, is a pretty fun film, and like Notting Hill is uh, a bit of a laugh. I, I think Notting Hill is quite a yeah. good feature. I'm into Notting Hill. Have you, you? You obviously haven't seen Notting Hill, Aiden. Yeah, I hated it. Yep. Yeah, yeah, saw it. Yep. It's actually the Bermuda Triangle for me. Like, it's got all the worst elements. It's got uh, Hugh Grant. It's got Julia Roberts. Oh, wow! Wow! Yes. Why do you hate Julia yes. Roberts? And it's English. Oh, 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 a whole nation thrown under the yeah. rug there. Yeah. Controversial yeah, yeah, yeah. opinions. Those three are the trifecta of terrible things that I try to avoid in a film. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Big time. Are you getting a vibrating call, Aiden? Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, that, was, that, was, <laughs> that was Pastor David. I will uh, call him back later. <laughs> <laughs> Well, for the person at home that uh, maybe loathes Hugh Grant, maybe they loathe Alan Rickman, maybe they loathe Emma Thompson, Kira Knightley. Colin Firth in there? We can throw Colin Firth. I don't mind Colin, but I I, I do do predict that he would be loathable by some. Yeah, Bill Nye. I mean, name name some others. Like, it's is basically... that the correct pronunciation? I am never confident when oh. I say Nye. I thought it was Nye. Is Which it one's not he? Nye? He is Billy Mack, the, the washed up the... rock star. Yeah. Ah, rock yes. Star. Yeah. Well, let's go with Nye, and anyone listening who knows better can just shove it because <laughs> they don't have a microphone. <laughs> All right, so if, like Aiden, you loathe uh, somebody in Love Actually, maybe you just loathe Christmas, but for some reason find yourself listening to a podcast about a Christmas movie, uh, here's a little rundown of Love Actually for you. Combine nine short, remotely connected stories into one film, and you get the Christmas-themed British rom-com Love Actually. Directed by Richard Curtis of Four Weddings and a Funeral, Bridget Jones and Mr Bean fame, Love Actually takes the viewer into the world of London in the weeks before Christmas as a raft of characters try to find love, keep love, balance loves and more. In this host of characters are Hugh Grant, a British Prime Minister who is falling in love with his maid, secretary, something like that, married couple Emma Thompson and Alan Rickman who must fight to keep their loving relationship intact as Alan falls for the seductive charms of his young secretary, and Bill Nye as Billy Mac, a washed-up rock star who learns that he platonically loves his fat and ugly manager, among others. Other stories, not other fat, ugly managers. Some stories are <laughs> saccharine sweet, and others are full of heartache or humour. Uh, and perhaps some even with a touch of creepiness for measure too. But in, in the case of Kira Knightley, who believes she is reviled by her new husband's best friend, Andrew Lincoln. But in fact, Andrew has been making secret video recordings of her for some presumably perverted reason. All in all, Love Actually has become one of those yearly Christmas juggernauts that, that surely only the most pop-culturally ignorant would have no knowledge of. Its, its critical reception was mixed at the time, and many noting that its running time of two and a quarter hours stretches the film's storylines a little further than it ought. 
The film made a tidy $250 million at the box office, about five times its budget. But really, it is in the hearts and minds of the Christmas-loving people that the film has reaped its greatest legacy. But of course, all that matters naught as we delve into what really matters, the opinions of our first-timer, our very own Ebenezer Scrooge, Aiden. Grant. So what say you, Scrooge? Is love actually the embodiment of Christmas spirit and goodwill for all? Or is it as divisive and as questionable as your Nan's fruit mince pie? Aiden. I wanted to hate it. Oh. Oh my goodness. Oh. Oh, oh. oh. oh I'm just gonna adjust my hat. You there, what day is it? <laughs> <laughs> It's Christmas Day, sir. Um, (laughs) I wanted to hate it, and I probably spent the first half of the film hating it. And then something changed, and I didn't hate it. I'm not saying I loved it. I didn't love it. But there were some storylines that really... Connect. I, I really connected with. Uh, I didn't find it funny. I'm still standing by that. It's not a comedy. It's a romantic film. Yeah, I, I I think it's more on the rom than the com. But yeah. there are funny bits. Like I think there are nine storylines. I think the funny ones. I think Bill Nye uh, is incredible yeah, as Billy Mac. Those scenes are funny. For me, the uh, the young boy and the dad, like Liam Neeson's storyline i found the the funniest i guess that relationship between them was just sort of sweet and innocent and funny um whereas the ones that were really trying to be funny like wet blanket hugh grant oh oh sorry sorry oh pardon oh i didn't realize what was going oh oh you're attractive oh sorry 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 Uh, oh yeah i just wanted to punch him in the face and i didn't find him funny um so yeah, there was that. <laughs> but I, I actually like had a tear at my eyes towards the end of the film, and uh, I'll give it credit Ooh, to that. A tear, Damn. a tear, melting that icy exterior. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's me. Wow, I think the ghost of Christmas past really did pay you a visit this festive season and soften your little heart. Eden, yes. Is this a film that you come back to deliberately? Is it a film you come back to through uh, Kirsty or through others? Uh, I probably come back to it because of Kirsty more, like more commonly. I, I don't generally sit down and just decide to watch it on my own. But that said, came out in two thousand and three, and I remember seeing it at the cinema um, with a bunch of my friends from high school, uh, and I guys I or really... girls. A mixture of both. Okay. Yeah. I'm just picturing you and all your your mates going all along. All my to male friends. Yeah. When, you, when you must have been in what year? Year eleven? Yeah, twelve. Year 12? Yeah, year twelve. Year yeah. twelve. Yeah. <laughs> and it came out, I think, towards the end of the year, so we would have probably finished high school, and yeah. it was like a yeah, probably Christmas time, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, and so I, I really liked it, and have seen it a bunch of times since. Uh, yeah, like, it's, it's, 
I, I love it. I think it's a great movie. You love it? Yeah. I, you love it? Actually, I do. Wow. <laughs> you love Actually, Love Actually. <laughs> I like Love Actually, but I would be happy not to have watched it with the frequency I have since getting married. Ooh. Yeah, okay. So for Ash, it's an every Christmas kind of film. Would you Would you like it more if it didn't have that implied obligation to watch mm, it? It is the obligation. It, it's... I'll give it this. It is a great film for a little Christmas fall asleep on the couch. (laughs) Because once you've seen it a few times, there's a heap of stories. It actually progresses quite slowly. It's very long. And so at that Christmassy season where you're just unwinding, having a red on the couch, whatever, it's a perfect one to fall asleep to, is is my opinion. (laughs) Uh, But no, I really like some of the stories. I think it's... There are some stories I have now seen enough of and I could do without them for the rest of all time. There are some yep. very inconsequential. I think the Bill Nye, Billy Mac one oh. is, is what holds it together for Absolutely. me. Absolutely. So funny. As the, uh, <laughs> as the comeback washed up rock star who knows he's a joke. I think it's an incredible performance. Um, the, the ones that are the emotional heartbeat of the film are all good to me. Hugh Grant. Yeah. Um, Emma Thompson and Alan oh, Rickman. Yeah, that's probably my favourite storyline. And I think it's, it, it was made because they are just so good to get... Like, Acting-wise in their scenes, it's just so good. Can I mm. ask, because I've only ever seen it once, so maybe I missed something, but there was a few questions for me around that storyline, particularly how it ended, right? So Ask away. Oh, yeah. So the film sort of like, you know, gears towards he's thinking about cheating. He's on the fence. He doesn't know whether he should or shouldn't, but he's thinking about it and he gives the necklace to the the uh, the woman, the secretary or co-worker, and then she finds out and that's kind of where it sort of ends and then they do the flash forward one month and he's coming back from a trip. So did he cheat or not cheat? And where did he go on his trip? Like, was that irrelevant? Like, why? Because I guess they just had to have us everyone at the airport for no particular reason? Uh, I don't think he cheated in a physical sense. Ooh. But I yeah, think at okay. the purchase of the necklace, the cheating occurred. Yeah, yeah the was, intent. This, I was, this was the this is the marriage bond, the sacred trust of marriage was broken by his intention mm. to cheat, his intention sure. to romance. Well, not his intention. He was romancing through the purchase of uh, of the jewelry. So I, I don't think he. I don't think they slept together or anything. That's how I read the movie, Eden. Uh, what well, I think I always read it like that as well. But then during this watch, I looked online to see what people have been saying about it. Uh, And apparently one of the writers said, no, it was uh, very much a sexual relationship. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I found I found that very interesting because yeah I always kind of thought and I don't think it's necessarily depicted in the film and I agree with you Dan that it's the like the the cheating has occurred just from the purchasing and giving of the necklace. But apparently, yeah, there was meant to be. Uh, it was meant to be a full-on sexual relationship. Well, what a writer intends when they write, and what a director produces are two different things. Absolutely. Uh, I think I don't think the film indicates that they've had any physical intimacy. No. He always seems very sort of nervous and like, ooh, ah, ah, when she's like, mm. you can have it all. <laughs> but what was he doing at the airport then? Like, what was that just irrelevant? Like, it was. 
Do you think uh, that he's a... now shacked up with her and he's just coming back for the kids' like football game or something? Yeah, that's what I I sort of thought. Maybe he they had split up and he'd left, and then but then she kisses him and I'm I'm like I don't know you is it's leaving this almost too open. I'm pretty sure that they are still together and still in a relationship, and I think that's the where the power of that final moment comes from is Emma Thompson's sort of. No, Emma Thompson's face showing that it will never quite be what it once was. It, and things aren't going to be as happy as ever they were. Mm, I think that's fair. And I, I, I look, he is a high-powered business person yeah. in the film. I just assumed he's on a work trip or something. Yeah. Right, okay. There's a few memes going around at the moment uh, that you should watch Love Actually and then follow it with Die Hard so that he gets his dessert. <laughs> Gets what he deserves. I, I can understand that. My, I could not be bothered to take notes while watching this, so I told Ash she should take the notes for me this Ooh. episode. So my notes today for today's podcast are all from Ash, and I've not read them before. Um, her note here is, I hate Mia, who is his uh, secretary or whatever. She really hates that character, and every time we watch it, she will verbalise how much she hates uh, that homewrecker. <laughs> Yeah, she's a, she's a she's a very well written and performed hateable character. <laughs> mm, do you Has find she you... done the wrong thing though, or has he done the wrong thing? Well, she's pretty aggressive in like trying to woo him over. I mean, ultimately, he has done the wrong thing by not resisting that or not saying, "Hey, quit it!" Like I'm happily married. Do you think he's done the more wrong thing, or do you think she has yes. done no wrong? Hmm. I think I think. Yeah, if, if you're going to cheat on your partner, who would be more to blame? <laughs> or for, no, if it's me, then it's obviously the other person. No, I was just trying to ascertain whether you thought she might have done no wrong, because that's a real... That's oh, a, no, that's no, no, a, I think she has done wrong. That's a moral... Yeah. That's a really, yeah, yeah, I would have no. thought, uh, left-field moral stance. Yeah, no, I think she has definitely done wrong and is a very hateable character for it. Uh, especially because Emma Thompson is such a likeable character, I think. Um... Yeah, I'm going to go through the nine storylines of the movie, and it's going to be a bit more. too hard. No, just nine, just nine. There are nine. Okay. Um, I'm going to go through all nine. Bit too many on the cuff like this verbally to give me your top nine from one to nine. But I want you to give me your top three and your bottom couple. All, all right? right. Okay. So the storylines of Love actually are this. They are. Hugh Grant, the British Prime Minister, and his, uh, I don't know what to call yeah, her. secretary. Secretary, probably. She, the she worked lady. with, yeah, she worked with food. I don't know. Yeah. Liam Neeson and his son and the drumming. Kieran Knightley and the sign guy. Emma Thompson and Alan Rickman. And as Ash wrote here, awful Mia. Uh, <laughs> the porn <laughs> actors or the, the porn understudies or standings. Yes. Uh, Colin in America, yes. Colin Firth <laughs> and the Portuguese girl, Laura Linney and the Portuguese mm. guy at her work, I think he's Portuguese, mm. bit of double Portuguese action there, and her brother of course, and uh, Bill Nye's uh, Christmas is all around me. Uh, so give me your top three, uh, Eden, and then I'll go to you and then we'll talk bottom. I think my top three would have to be... The Emma Thompson, Alan Rickman uh, breakup, essentially. 
Maybe the Liam Neeson one because it ends with the airport run and I love that. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, probably the Hugh Grant one. I like that he has to go down the street and sing the carols and all that, that kind of stuff with the different places. I uh, know. I think those are probably my top three. Give me, give me them again. Uh, Emma Thompson, Liam Neeson, Hugh Grant. Okay. Very interesting. Very interesting. Well, and for you, Aiden? Uh, yeah, so I'm going Liam Neeson and his kid. I'm going Alan Rickman uh, and the secretary and wife and stuff. And then I kind of liked the American storyline. I just thought it was funny because <laughs> it was so stupid. Yeah, I my number one is Billy Mack, the rock star. Uh, number two, Hugh Grant and Natalie. Mm. And number three, I'm going to say it's a tie for me between Colin in America... Because he's got a big knob. Yeah. And um, Alan Rickman, Emma Thompson's story, which I, which I think without that storyline of the, the heartbreak, the film would be too sweet and yeah. too bleh, positive. Um, bottom two or three, or, or just one, your worst of the three, the one that you would edit out of the film in your director's supercut. Uh, for me, it's probably the Kieran Knightley one because it is kind of... A bit creepy or a bit weird, but I really like the uh, the like musicians all playing at the wedding. I think that's a great bit. Mm. What's yours, Aiden? I hated the Colin storyline with him and learning the other language and oh, the, really? the. I just could not stand that. I. I- he, it just came, I'm like, you're literally just attracted to her. That's all this is. It can't be anything more than that. You haven't had a conversation. And then uh, you're, you're going straight romantic. to marriage. <laughs> uh, it's not the best, but I think the ending of it is up there. If you it's were delightful. Just, if you were to take just the final scenes of anyone, I think it's almost the best final scene where he's like going through a home village. Yeah, the hilarious little subtitles that are kind of like mistranslate or like the the yeah the translation stuff. Yeah, with yeah. the sister. Yeah. I think it's a tr- yeah, tremendous but, but, ending. Let's think about this for a moment. The film starts with him getting cheated on, right? Yeah, which I I almost always forget. Like, I got to the start of this one, I'm like, he's got a wife. And then I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. right. Okay. Yeah, she so sleeps he, with his brother. The film starts with him getting cheated on. Now, I don't know how much earlier that is, but it's not much earlier because it counts down to Christmas. So what's it, like six weeks? Yeah, maybe. Okay, so he gets cheated on. Then six weeks later, mm-hmm. he falls in love with a woman and proposes mm-hmm. to her. Mm-hmm. Like, not even scarred slightly, oh, I probably should, um, you know, hold off on getting married straight away since the last one didn't go too well. Um, no, I'm going to dive straight in with a woman I've never had a proper conversation with and propose to her. That is a dumbass. Maybe he's still hurting. Maybe he's in the rebound. That's how I met Ash. I came home to my first <laughs> wife watching Love Actually with Eden and I thought, I'm going to go write my novel. <laughs> In Alice Springs and met Ash, who was my maid. Six weeks later, we were married, and two weeks after that, we had our first baby. Wow. Um, this is Ash's top nine, which I'll honour because I made her write it as we, as we uh, were in the car the other day. Hugh Grant, number one. Uh, number two, Emma Thompson, Alan Rickman. Number three, Liam Neeson. 
and the Sun. Number four, Colin in America. Number five, Colin Firth mm. in Europe. <laughs> Number six, uh, Billy Mack. Number seven, The Porn Actors. Number eight, Laura Linney and the guy at her work. And number nine, Kieran Knightley and Sign Guy. Mm. I loathe... I loathe the Kieran Knightley sign guy one. Have we have we done the rounds? Have you done your worst? Yeah, yeah, I've done mine. You've done yours. Well that's mine. I yeah. stand with Ash on this. I hate the the sign guy one because we're meant to find it sweet and endearing somehow. Like they've but no, it's like no. If if you find out that your husband's best man only took wedding video close ups of you for the entire day, you you don't that guy doesn't turn up to your house with a bunch of signs and you play along with it playfully like, ha, 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 I'm not going to tell my husband about this. No, that will never happen. It's the worst storyline and I think just does not stand the test of time. And it's I think, creepy. Yeah, exactly. And there's probably a good uh, like moment to discuss the sort of general creepiness from... Well, like, not the general creepiness, but like the problems that people have with the movie. Yeah, there's more and more, yeah. I've seen lists of people's problems that uh, they're really... Bits of it are off. Yeah. I don't know Uh, whether that was a problem back 20 years ago when it was released, though. No, I thought that... I think that was meant to be one of the key storylines of the whole thing. Yeah. The the Kira Knightley stuff is, yeah, very creepy. And I think even Andrew Lincoln, the guy from Walking Dead, who is the sign guy, Mm. um, he's since said as well, yeah, that's, that's a bit of a bad storyline that he had to be a part of and he sort of feels bad about that do you think thing. he knew it at the time well that's the thing that's what aiden you were saying like no i don't think out... so no i don't think so either i think in 2003 as we say about other old movies where they will do and say things that you just could not do now no it's still it's that kind of thing where like in 2003 we were still seeing movies where Women, unfortunately, were very much the prize. Yes. Um, that guys would do kind of creepy, stalkerish things, and the women would be like, oh, it's so romantic. Yeah. But yeah, like, it, we're still in that kind of tail end of that era um, before, before we reached now. <laughs> I thought watching it back this time that its casting wouldn't stand today either. It's mm. all of the storylines, all the major actors of all of the storylines are white. They're all straight. And I thought, there's no way that this film... If you release this in 2021, it would be absolutely hated critically for its white, heteronormative cast. Oh, yeah. Well, there's even a moment at the end of the film, and maybe I'm imagining this. I I swear it was there, but when I mentioned it to my wife, she goes, oh, no, I don't think so. Um, But when they're at the concert, right, and the, the boys playing the drums... And the dad sort of looks at him like, which is the girl? Which, which girl is it? And the girl that's singing, uh, she's a pretty little black girl that's singing. And he kind of goes, oh, her. Oh, like really? it's <laughs> unusual. Like it's unusual. Ooh, do, do you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like that I didn't he didn't pick, on, I didn't I pick I, up on that. but I, I haven't either. Okay, well, maybe I read too much into it. he was just taken aback that... It was like... The lead. The, like main, the lead. Sort of the main yeah, the lead. Yeah, yeah. That's how I'd want to favourably judge it. And that could be it. But I was looking at it going, oh, this this part didn't date great. <laughs> like, yeah. But maybe... Well, maybe Liam Neeson. <laughs> what did we maybe think of the... 
I think one of the memorable bits of the film um, is the Rowan Atkinson's department store guy who is slowly <laughs> and elaborately bagging up the necklace that Alan Rickman has bought for his uh, would-be girlfriend while shopping with his wife doesn't seem wise. Not that I want to... Don't want anyone to think that I'm judging uh, other people's adultery, uh, but no, it doesn't us, seem wise. Tips, but he's, well, <laughs> tip number one: don't buy your mistress's necklace while shopping with your actual wife. That yeah. seems I, poor. All right, yeah. just give me a second so I can write this down. Okay, uh, okay. don't. Yeah, gotcha. Yep. Ne- what's next? Uh, I know that's all I got. That's the number one and number three. Okay. Um, anyway, Rowan Atkinson slowly filling up the bag. Do you like the moment? Was that a standout for both of you? Yeah, I mean, Rowan Atkinson is always just a delight. He's always so funny. He just plays it. He just I, milks it for everything it's worth. See, I was hoping for more. I was just waiting. Like, oh, when's he going to do the funny thing? When's he going to do the funny thing? I'm like, oh, that was it. Oh, okay. Uh, I thought you could have been. Maybe. Yeah, I thought he could have been used a little bit better. Mm. I, I saw in my little uh, my little research on the film that apparently Ron Atkinson's character was originally conceived as like an angel, and that mm. when he appears in the airport at the end and sort of walks away, there was going to be a shot of him walking away and then like fading away, <laughs> which would have been awful. <laughs> would have been absolutely awful. But if For you what think purpose, of him, though, I, I don't. Well, I assume that he was going to maybe be involved in like everyone's story and try and nudge okay. them in the right direction or something. Well, but, well so but, do we assume that he slowly bags up the necklace so Emma Thompson yes, finds it? Yeah, that's that's my kind of reasoning, that the reason he's going so slow is that he wants Emma Thompson to sort of see it and then kind of go, oh, you know, that's what I'm getting and I pretend to not see and all that kind of stuff. Mm. But, but it forces his hand to give Emma Thompson the necklace. I've got one note on the scene from Ash who says, I've worked in department stores. They're filthy and they're rarely cleaned. There's no way they have multiple clean drawers full of various flowers. The drawers would be dusty and full of old receipts and paperwork. <laughs> he does have a whole, like, a whole drawer filled with like lavender, right? <laughs> yeah, lavender and another one filled with little buds of flowers. But he is an angel, so... Yeah, there you go. When he disappears and the next guy comes, it's definitely like half-eaten sandwiches yeah, and dusty exactly. receipts. Yeah. <laughs> Any more thoughts, Aiden, before we get to the scores? Um, I thought the music was terribly depressing uh, and hmm. boring. They had an opportunity and they missed it. Most of the music was... It made the film seem sadder. And introspective, in is my it opinion, orchestral when... or is it the pop songs you're talking about? Both. I, I thought, yeah, like for a film that was released uh, in 2003, the music could have been done in 1980. Um, mm. it, it, is it a just... Dido song that gets a hair uh, gets a thrashing? Yeah, I think so. Like it's that sort She's of music the whole way through. Mm. Yeah, Jamie I'm Mitchell like, was a bit of a downer, uh, but that Jamie was appropriate. Mitchell. That's appropriate. It's a great yeah, song. Yeah, that was needed for the scene. Like, but yeah. a lot of the other parts are. I'm like, this is a big happy fun moment, and you're kind of ruining it with this drab background orchestral sort of stuff. Um, I was disappointed with that. Mm. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I. I approached the movie uh, with some of those like problems in mind, like the problems that people have talked about. Uh, so watching it, I was kind of going in going, all right, I'm going to guard myself a little bit. Like I still remembered it very positively, 
but after all of the hate that it's received was kind of like all right well i'm gonna go in and watch it kind of with an open mind and guarded um but i still thought it was a freaking fun movie mm. I, could, I could overlook a lot of the problems as like it's a product of its time it we, could be no better <laughs> It could be a decent scorer today, then. Just before we do score, have you seen Four Weddings and a Funeral, uh, Richard Curtis's other big film? Yeah, I have. Similar film in that it's lots of small vignettes that takes place over, a, a, well, in that case, a period of years. Mm. What do you prefer? I prefer Love, actually. Mm. I think I like the... I mean, I know I feel like Four Weddings and a Funeral maybe is a bit grittier, mm-hmm. um, but I do like the... Uh, Love Actually kind of upbeat, goofy vibes. It's very cheesy, very feel-good. Hmm. I'm assuming you would have avoided that other Hugh Grant feature, Aiden. Yeah, of course. Move on. Let, what's next? Okay, well, let's get to the scores. <laughs> <laughs> let's make something different for Santa this year. Cello jigglers. Santa loves jigglers. Use your favorite holiday cookie cutters in the recipe on a box of Jello brand gelatin. Santa won't come till you're in bed. <laughs> Happy holidays from Jello Brand Gelatin. Santa won't miss just one. Oh, Bill, oh boy. Okay, it is time to score Love Actually. iPhone test, Aiden. Yeah, it wasn't bad. It was just an average film. I naturally wanted to know what other people had been in. It's hard to not surf through IMDb at certain parts, but I was watching... Uh, let's give it a two and a half, just dead even. Uh, I'm going to give it a three and a half. I was doing a little bit of research and stuff during the watch, and there were times where I just basically stopped writing stuff down because I wanted to watch it. Mm, I have to try and separate my overwatching of it in recent years from what I think is the truth. I I think it's short, multiple storylines makes you perhaps put the phone away because it does jump yeah, around a lot. It's yeah, a bit definitely. ADHD right. friendly. So I'm going to give it a three. Cultural significance, Aiden. Yeah, it's got to be high because everyone has done that um, sign thing to Kira Knightley. Like, that's been parodied <laughs> everywhere. And I did add to it, now that I'd seen it, I did understand it. Um, uh, and... Yeah, I do, I do think that sort of split storyline way of telling stories hadn't been done much prior to this, and and this was a, a, a you saw it more and more these days. So yeah, I'm probably going to give it three and a half. I reckon. Hmm. I'm going to go four. Oh, that's yeah. high. Yeah, it had a lot of like it, it, it's obviously been referenced. I think a lot in like Family Guy. I've done a bunch of scenes from it simpsons uh, but Saturday also it, live yeah of course uh, but also it referenced a lot of things and i feel like it therefore kind of kind of feeds itself with pop cultural relevance yeah and <laughs> if you make something decent at christmas that people embrace it becomes pop culturally relevant every single year yeah. like so yeah i i think it is reasonably 
culturally significant. And for people who are looking for a new Christmas film, if you haven't seen it, I think you probably should watch it. It's better than a lot of the crap out there. Mm. Uh, I'm going to give it a three and a half as well. Returnability, Aiden. I I believe you might come back to this one day. Um, yeah. Like I said, I wanted to hate it. Literally, I was sitting there going, "All right, I've got to watch this stupid film. I'm so annoyed." <laughs> And all of a sudden, there was boobs on the screen. I was like, okay, stop. You need to put away your preconceived ideas. This could be better than you think. And, <laughs> and then and then there was heartwarming moments and things. Um, yeah, I, I, I can't give it a zero. Eve, as much as I want to, and I hate you, Hugh Grant, and I would punch you right in the junk if I ever got the opportunity. Um, I think he pays prostitutes to do that, actually. That's the story that I've heard. Well... I'd pay to do it. (laughs) Uh, Let's give it a two. No, one and a half. One and a half. One and a half. No, he's written two. He's written two. Two's in. Can't be changed. Two's in. Two's in. It's locked in. Um... Colin, just as an aside there, now that we have mentioned Hugh Grant's infamous (laughs) uh, prostitute episode, can you just imagine being with prime Liz Hurley, but going... Liz Hurley. Yeah. You know what? Primely's Hurley. I'm just going to go get myself a cheap street hooker. Yeah. Well, maybe he wanted to drive in the carpool lane or something, and he <laughs> was desperate. <laughs> yeah, that's the excuse that he told everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Returnability, Eden. Look, I've seen it a bunch of times since I first saw it at the cinema in 2003. I'm going to go five. I never begrudge returning to it. Five? I never. Yeah. Five something you're watching like once a month or something like. Why is that a five? At, le- <laughs> at least once a year. I feel like I probably do end up watching it once a year, and I don't have the obligation that Dan seems to have to it. It's like, his score, not yours. Yeah, I've got to go for five. Uh, I think it is quite returnable because I think everyone likes some of the storylines, yeah. if not all of them. So, uh, as much as I didn't want to watch it again this year. And prior to winning our poll, had said to Ash, I'm not watching it this year. I'll watch it with you next Christmas. Uh, I'm going to give it a three and a half. Partner friendliness, Aiden? Oh, it's got to be at least a four, doesn't it? Like, it's yeah, a romantic I'm putting you down before film. you try and turn it into a three. <laughs> um, I have to give it a five. It is Kirsty's favourite film. Yeah, I have to also give it a five, not just because Ash loves it, but I think even just in the general concept of partner friendliness, again, just about any partner's probably going to find some story in there they enjoy. And again, even if if they don't like any of it, which I think is going to be a rare situation... Uh, there's going to be something to talk about. Oh, these are some chunky numbers. Love Actually (laughs) is absolutely gaming our scoring system, I suspect. It's going to be big numbers, big, big numbers. Which storyline could you see yourself in the most, Aiden? Which one could you uh, relate to? (laughs) You can't say Alan Rickman, can you? Even though I think the acting (laughs) from Alan Rickman is fantastic. Uh, let's see. I don't know. Because it's sort of they're trying to represent every incarnation of love, I guess, for different stages. Let's be honest, you're Rowan Atkinson in the department (laughs) store, filling up the bag slowly. I would love to be that guy. 
was great. <laughs> Delaying the airport security guy. <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. Maybe even like the, the Liam Neeson kind of coaching someone to like try and find love or... I I know this sounds arrogant, but maybe like the Hugh Grant character being a sort of bumbling buffoon, but I don't have any power or cut charm or charisma or anything. <laughs> don't worry, neither does he. <laughs> what do you see yourself in, Aiden? Oh, the kid. Like the kid, absolutely. Like I was doing anything, probably slightly older than him, but like doing anything I could to get the attention of girls at you know that age. Uh, what do I see myself in? Uh, perhaps more than anything, uh, maybe because at some point I liked this romantic idea of being a writer, but maybe Colin Firth. I was thinking Colin Firth. Bumbly, <laughs> bit out of his depth, yeah. but, you know, fluking his way into some sort of <laughs> <laughs> love situation through no real charm of his own. And he goes away and learns a language. That's yeah. totally you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's crunch those numbers and we'll be back in a sec. Sip and Save has a festival of Christmas savings like St Agnes Brandy at just $12.99, Carrington Champagne for $3.99 and Grand Scotch for $14.95. So drive in today and sip and save. All right, well, the numbers are crunched and oh boy, did this get close to being our number one entertainment of all time with a score of 44.5 it is number two on the my first time score table less than a point less than a point behind groundhog day in number one putting it above the shining tootsie curb your enthusiasm the warriors bill and ted everything love actually smashing our rating system how do you feel about that aiden like I said, I didn't hate it, but <laughs> it d- d- really disappoints me. I, yeah, look, every now and again, rogue rogue movies get really high up in our system. I, I think it's the partner friendliness. Like it just, yeah. it nearly got a perfect score for partner friendliness. Yeah. So there we yeah. go. Ash is going to be delighted, and I think all of our uh, partners may be. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well. Can I, can I just read Aiden's message from... Yeah, uh, yeah from you WhatsApp? absolutely may. Yeah, where well you say, when are we going to do a good movie on this podcast? Just one. Anyone. I would love to do a film I'm looking forward to watching. I would pay big money to be able to punch Hugh Grant... Actually, you wrote Hi Grant, but <laughs> Hugh Grant in the face. <laughs> okay. I know I've sent mixed messages as to where I want to punch you, Grant. I've said junk, I've said face, neck, I don't mind. As long as I get to punch him somewhere, it's a lifelong dream. I hate the man. <laughs> Maybe that'll be the next thing after, like, cameo. It'll be like, punch a celebrity where you can Ooh, pay yeah, the money you want good. to punch the celebrity of your dream. Well, I think they would set the price. So, like, you know, for Hugh Grant, you might be paying... 5,000 bucks. Thousands. Yeah. Thousands. Absolutely thousands. And if you're talking about a face or a junk punch... Oh, yeah, that's more. Tens of thousands. A chest punch, maybe five. Yeah. Would you punch him in the chest for 5,000? Or would you pay 25 to punch him in the face? Is junk available? Oh, 250,000. Yeah. Nah, I don't have that to waste. It'll have to... (laughs) I just don't think chest will do enough damage, though. That's the problem. (laughs) 
Yeah, and <laughs> we'll, if you we'll start fit, you might end up hurting your hand more than you hurt. <laughs> he him, look, he looks fit in the gentleman. Yeah. Oh, the dude's got to be like at least sixty something years old now. Oh, he'd take you in a fight. If Mate, we're going there. I'm, I'm way more fit than some drab English. Oh, sorry, sorry. You oh, hate oh, the I English must... so much. I must, just, I must have just bumped into someone. Oh, sorry about that. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, we're having a terrible day of rain, aren't we? Oh, oh yes. Oh, but sorry, sorry. Pardon me. Excuse me. Get out of here, Hugh. 